Welcome back, baseball fans, to another edition of the Prep Baseball Report of North Carolina Podcast. I'm Brandon Hall, your Mid-Atlantic Regional Director of Scouting. He's Matt Payne, our North Carolina Director of Scouting. Matt, how we doing? Doing good. Another big week of baseball ahead of us, another big week of baseball behind us. We had a chance, both of us, to kind of get out to the South Atlantic border battle this past weekend. Battle of Rain on Sunday, but you were out there on Saturday. Um, You know, a scout-driven event, a lot of scouts out there – you know, actually running their own clubs and, and being getting a GSB in the dugout with those guys. Uh, you know, they try to position it 24th from North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, and then the North or Mid Atlantic, uh, and then 25 teams from the North and the South. Um, overall impressions of what you saw on Saturday? Good day. Uh, good to see all those guys again. Uh, you know, obviously, we know most of the North Carolina kids, so it was good to talk to them and catch up and you know, kind of see what they have planned for the fall and then, uh, you know, lay eyes on them again. Yeah, I actually had several while, you know, they'd finished playing and I went down to kind of grab some 60s um, as those guys were trying to run on the field and trying to keep up with what numbers guys ran. It was a little bit of a hodgepodge because we didn't have numbers on jerseys until BP or after BP with some of them. Um, but trying to get the 60 times, I had three or four of the players as they finished came down and kind of found me and said, hey, Big fans of the podcast, so you know uh, to those guys that took that time and the families that took that, that that time. We really appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys coming down to say hi, and then also to the people who listen but hate this podcast. We appreciate you not saying anything. Um, so I don't know how many of those people are out there, um, you know. But we get some interesting feedback from people as we're putting stuff out, and we are. I think people forget how time consuming you know cover player coverage can be. And so, you know, you do a, a player spotlight, I do a player spotlight, and then we get the email of, well, what about this guy? What about that guy? And, you know, yeah, there's we, – we saw, what did we see, close to 2,200 players this summer? So a lot of players out there, a lot of players for us to kind of dissect. And I'm really excited about the topic we're going to get into a little bit later today because we are going to get a chance to dissect some of those players and talk about them. But, um, you know, as we move forward here – you know, what's coming up in the fall that you're excited about uh, as we're you know going to continue to kind of dissect some players and, and do some player evals? Obviously, the scout days that we have scheduled with, with different organizations and seeing those guys being around the kids, but then our uh, top underclass games at NC State, um, great roster put together already. Uh, I think it'll be our first time there as a, you know, as a group running an event there. So looking forward to going there and, um, watching those guys compete, and it seems like each day the roster keeps getting better and better. Yeah. And, and for me, and, and this kind of links into our topic for the day, I'm excited about seeing some of the seniors. And you know, we got a chance to see some of the more high-profile guys at the South Atlantic Border Battle, guys that we have you know a lot of notes on um, because they've been high-profile guys for a while. Um, but with the two, and that's right, two uncommitted senior games that we're going to run, we're running in those in conjunction with South Carolina – Again, trying to draw eyeballs and, and give a little bit more of a broad spectrum to college coaches on what they can see and allowing the player to kind of out, you know, stretch his reach maybe as to schools he's considering. But we're running one at Catawba in North Carolina. You know, for those South Carolina players on the western side of the state, you know, just across the border really about an hour uh, once you get across. And then in South Carolina, we'll be at Francis Marion. You know, sits basically underneath Fayetteville and, again, about 45 minutes below the border. So easy access for the seniors to get to one spot or another and and, and kind of be able to update their numbers, update their video, play against really good players, 
and and grow that reach of the of the types of coaches that are evaluating them. And then we're also gonna you know update some of the video we're doing on guys. You know, obviously we do our video, you know, which is a standard pro style workout video, giving coaches a really good feel for what to expect. We do our social media video, which is a little bit more in game in workout. But then we're also bringing on DHB to kind of up the ante and do some different things with the video there. And I know you know those guys pretty well. Um, you know, talking a little bit about some of the things that you've seen them do and some of the things that players are going to gain out of that that experience. Yeah, they do a great job with their video and uh, watch their stuff all the time and uh, really do a good job highlighting guys and, you know, put the cool music in with it, you know, the, you know piece it all together and um, very well done. Uh, looking forward to seeing how that goes at RVN and then how the players use that on the back end. And uh, I think it gives – players another opportunity either to promote themselves as players or just to have, you know, kind of, you know, highlight reel to, to use as fun and let friends and family see. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a tough situation sometimes for players. I know you and I have been in this business and have struggled with this aspect of the, Hey, look at me, look at me, look at the job I'm doing, look at how good I've done. Um, but, and that's what the third party experience can be. That's what PBR can provide is we can, you know, without promoting players, because that's not what our job is, but we're giving information, but we're giving avenues for players to use information too. They can go through and say, you know, here's what I did at this event instead of look how good of a job I've done. You know, here's factual representation. Here's here's video evidence and, and being able to do that video in a lot of different ways. And, um, you know, the, the Friday at uh, the South Atlantic Border Battle, they, they do the future. So it was the 26s and 27s. I was out there for that night. And DHB was actually out there for that. And they had drone footage they were doing during BP. They did some drone stuff with, you know, the drone running with the guy, running the 60. And I told them what happened in South Carolina the first time we used that drone. And, and the drone smoked some kid walking back. So the 60s <laughs> the going this way, the drone's flying with them. And the guy that just finished the 60s walking back. And the drone, I mean, smoked him. <laughs> and like depleted him. His feet went flying in the air. And, you know, at first we're like, oh, dear Lord, what did we do? And I can remember Drew and Sammy like, we're, we're running out there. One, is he okay? Did we concuss a kid? Or is he, he got up, he was fine. And then the second one was like, well, the video is actually pretty cool. Can we use this? We don't want, we're not trying to embarrass you. We're not trying to, but it's pretty cool video. And I think the kid ended up getting like another six or 7,000 followers within the span of a couple of days when we posted that video because we tagged him. And then, you know, he's he's doing, you know, TikToks and Instagram stories and things off of off of what happened and kind of growing his reach. So that, you know, obviously we're not going to be looking to smoke anybody with a, with a uh, uh, flying helicopter. Uh, but there's some interesting content that can come out of this that can, you know, again, grow that reach of what these players are looking to do as they're looking to find those colleges. Yeah, excited to see what they do and um, new for us and always yeah. fun watching those videos and see how those players use it to, to their advantage. So let's jump into today's topic. With with the two senior uncommitted uh, senior games coming up, again, one at Catawba, um, both in October, and then one at Francis Marion, um, Matt and I have kind of decided to do a snake draft. And so I've seen other podcasts do this and you know, usually the topics are off the wall and you get some funny things that happen. But for us, you know, we're going to stay baseball centric. We're going to stay in North Carolina. So today's snake draft, we're going to go through the uncommitted 2024s. Um, and with those uncommitted 2024s, Matt's going to have first pick. 
and then I'll have second and third pick, and then Matt four and five, me six and seven, and continue to kind of snake our way through until we fin- finalize the teams. Those teams are going to be three middle infielders, three corner infielders, two catchers, four outfielders, and three pitchers. Um, and we've got a chart that we'll be kind of working along. So if you see our eyes darting along, we're probably reading the chart that's on our computers as we're being videoed for this. Um, you know, and I think it, it's an interesting thing. It gives us a chance to talk about some players, gives us a chance to talk about, um, you know, even even at times where some guys are ranked positionally um, and why we may be outside of the rankings a little bit, you know, because there may be a, a situation here we don't just go right straight down that board. Um you know, and, and then trying to build a team. And on the back end, um, if I if I can get enough of this done, you know, we're going to then try to give some options. Hey, what do you think about these two teams? Who would win in the game? Where would these teams match up in three years? That type of stuff. So, you know, giving some players some feedback, giving you, the listener, a chance to kind of get to know some of these players. But if you know some of the players, highlight them. You know, let people know the podcast is out there. Obviously, like and subscribe and all that stuff. But, you know, let people know that we're talking about these players from these schools and so that they can kind of use these clips to send out and, you know, grow that reach of what that player is. Matt, you got first pick. I know you've been dwelling on this now for two weeks, going all through your notes, looking through all the, the, the advanced analytics that are out there, talking to Mel Kuyper, uh, junior, senior, and the third. Um, your first pick in the 2023 uncommitted 2024 snake draft, who are you taking? Doing doing the doing the rundown, going to all these sources we have in these buildings, uh, you know all the all the analysts. Uh, yeah, I got to go pitching first. Uh, best arm on the board, uh, big right hander throws hard. Jack Hedrick. Jack Hedrick. Yeah, we've seen him. We've seen him at two events, and then we've seen him in a workout. Yeah, and he a big right hander is right, and I think he actually has a chance to potentially be a weekend guy at the right school right out of the shoot. If he's at a little bit bigger school, maybe there's a little bit more time for him to kind of grow into what he's going to be. But, um, you know, talk about the prospects of Jack and kind of what we're looking for this year as we continue to follow him. Is he a guy that, that pro scouts are going to have to be in to see? Yeah, I think he'll uh, he'll be a guy that that's some, they have to pop in and check on and see the progression. I know from the first time we saw him to the second time we saw him, he showed improvement. Um, you know, fastball 91 or 92, uh, breaking balls got better, but it's just – you know, the frame and the way the arm arm works, I, and I think he's got a big jump in him moving forward. Um, I feel like the, the, the control keeps getting better. And uh, just a guy with a ton of upside. And um, I'm really interested to see where he ends up in the recruiting process because uh, I think he could really be a steal for somebody. And that takes, you know, Matt's first pick. So I've got the next two picks. And with my second pick, or I'm sorry, with my first pick, um, boy, and I've got two picks here, so I've got a, I got a chance to really, I think, hurt Matt in terms of putting him in a position where, um, you know, he's outside the box on what he may want to do with his rankings. I think I'm going to go infielder. Yep. And yep. I'm going to start with uh, right-handed athlete out of carry and taking. Oh, my computer freezes up. Gavin Turner. Um, you know, we saw Gavin during the high school season. We also saw him at our, our preseason all state, um, where Gavin put up some really athletic numbers, 83 across the diamond, 95 mile an hour exit below. Um, you know, he showed the ability to run. We ran the 30 there. 
Um, he's also, he pitches and he's been up to 88 on the bump. So I think, you know, in terms of building a high school team, it's not something we're going to concentrate on today's draft in terms of building that depth with the other, with the uh, dual type guys, but he is a guy that has that ability. So, um, Gavin Turner is going to be my first pick here. Any thoughts on Gavin? Uh, very athletic. Um, I think he's has a chance to do both in college. Uh, depending on where he ends up, um, like the kid a lot, and really interested to see what he does his senior year. I think he can make a lot of noise uh, next spring. With my second pick, I'm going to stay on the infield, and I'm going to stay with a PBR uh, all event guy. Every time he shows up to our events, he 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 performs at an extremely high level. I know because we 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 talked to people. You know, that, that level hasn't necessarily maintained every time he's out, which is one of the reasons he's probably still on the board. But it also doesn't mean that that level is not in there and not a level he can achieve when he gets to a college campus and make it a little bit more of what he is on average. Uh, he's battled some injuries, but Leesville Road 2024 shortstop Dylan Pasternick will be with Team Hall here. Your thoughts on Dylan real quick? Uh, one of my favorite guys in that class that's uncommitted. Uh, seen him a lot. Uh, one thing that stands out uh, when we do the the pro style workout, and he gets that ball to his right, going in the six hole, uh, he can make that play on the run. He's got enough arm strength to to really throw off balance, and that's something that's always jumped for me about that kid. And we'll move right along, Matt. Your your picks here. You'll have your second and your third round pick. All right. Uh, my second pick right here, I'm going on the infield too. Uh, guy, he was in consideration for, for going first overall in, in the board. You know, some mock drafts had him there. But uh, I'm going to go Brady Williams out of uh, out of Currituck. Uh, left-handed hitting infielder, baseball player, high baseball IQ. Um, I think the kid's a winner, and he's just, you know, he may not stand out metrics-wise, but uh, he uh, – you know, he always plays the game very well. And see, we talked about getting out of order a little bit with our with rankings, and and I think he's one of those guys. Now he's our top ranked second baseman, but if you put him in the middle of the middle infielders, he may be a little bit further down the list. But in terms of being able to play second, make that pivot, left handed hitter, high barrel of ball contact rate. Um, but the biggest thing about him is, I think he makes the players around him better because he he is a baseball. I think you've used the term baseball rat. He's just He's constantly wants to be on the field. His fundamental IQ is very, very high, and I think he forces the people around him to play smarter. Really good pick. Uh, for my next pick, I'm going infield as well. Uh, I like the beach. I'm going to the beach right here. Uh, I'm going Logan Ponnet, third baseman from, uh, from Hoggard High. Uh, kind of the right-handed version of Brady Williams. Uh, you know, tools may not jump off the board, but uh, gameplay stands out like his leadership on the field. So Logan Ponnet from Hoggard High. Yeah, that, that one hurts a little bit because when you're starting to look through the, the corner infielders, we put first baseman and third baseman, we're going to take three corner guys total. Um, you know, there's there's not a ton of guys that have versatility on those two lists. And we're using, you know, how guys kind of classify themselves. So we know Logan can play all over the field, but he classifies himself in our system as a third baseman first. And I think that gives you a lot of versatility in terms of how you want to build your lineup because – and this is what's going to happen at the college level. He's got a chance to find himself in a college lineup very early. 
where he's playing on day one, I have no idea because it's going to depend on what else that college roster has because he can play third. He can play second. He's not going to be freaked out at first. He can play in the outfield. You know, he runs a tick better. Maybe he can play center, you know, and so I think that's a very interesting pick when you start comparing some of the other names we'll hear out of first base and third base because those guys may be a little bit more limited. I am now going to take, um, so I've got my third and fourth round, and we are going to go to, um, I'm going to take a right-handed pitcher. I'm going down the list a little bit. I'm going to take Isaac Miles. Um, Isaac Miles out of first flight. It's a physical body. There's arm strength. We've seen, I think we've seen 90. Um, there's feel for secondary. I, I think the biggest thing is I think he's a little bit closer to being ready to roll as a freshman versus some of the other names that are on the list. Um, you know, there may not be the ceiling where we look up and go, where is he going to be in three years? But I think in terms of getting, you know, a solid four years out of this commitment, he's the next best guy on the list. And so I'm going to take that. Maybe not the highest ceiling of some of the guys on the list, but definitely that ability um, to show up and, and be ready to roll early. And I'm going to try and keep my lineup balanced. So I am going to take a left-handed pitcher with my next pick, and I'm taking uh, Nash Rice out of Pro 5. Nash is a is a left-hander I have not seen a, a ton of, but the reports have been really good in terms of who he is and how he goes about attacking hitters, the ability to kind of move his fastball around, um, you know, the, the breaking ball playing, uh, to, to be able to have swing and miss ability. Um, we've seen 87. Um, we've seen him hold 85. We've seen him pitch in tournaments um, where he's been able to hold that stuff. So Nash Rice will be my fourth round pick. Thoughts on those two guys, uh, Matt? Uh, I like I like Nash a lot. I think as a left-handed arm, he gives you – he can pitch to both, both right-handers and left-handers. Uh, got the change up, the equalized right-handers can pitch in. And then uh, – you know, I think Isaac Miles, uh, the competitiveness and the breaking ball, I think that's that's two winners you picked right there, two good picks. And you are now up, and you've got your fourth and fifth round picks. My next pick right here, I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go arm as well. Um, I'm going, uh, going back to Hoggard High right here, getting another upside righty. I'm going to go uh, Chase Busher. Uh, liked him at the at the state games. Uh, like his projection, I think he's another guy that that has a chance to to throw hard, and you know he's playing a good program too. Interesting pick, and again, you know, a little bit out of out of sequence with some of our rankings. I think that's interesting when we're doing this because we are looking at you know guys that it's not just projection. Where are they going to be in two years? But it's guys that have a chance to show up now you know, and, and trying to, you know, build a team that has a chance to win right out of the shoot, plus be able to be projectable and continue to grow over those next three years. So I, I, I like, I don't, and again, I like that pick, but I'm looking at the list of right-handers. I mean, we're, we can go down, we can go down a ways and you're not making a bad pick. So um, yeah. your fifth round pick. Uh, I'm going to go to the outfield right here and get a, get another left-handed hitter um, guy that's, Stood out for us a lot of times, and uh, I'm going to go Braylon Whitaker. Uh, give me a, a left-handed hit and outfielder right there. And, again, that, that ability to kind of balance out the lineup 
um, becomes important. It becomes something that actually coaches are looking for constantly too. Um, you know, and Braylon's a guy that may be able to jump on the bump for you and, and help out there. But um, one of the questions we get a lot in terms of the rankings and then watching the commitments go off the board, sometimes within the rankings, we, we're trying to balance left and ha- left and right-handed hitters out. We don't want to throw all the left-handers up above all the right-handers. Um, but when I'm recruiting, there are years where I may not need a right-handed hitter. My lineups are, I already got those guys. Everybody I'm recruiting is left-handed. And so that a balance in the order becomes important. And, you know, you can talk about it too. I mean, you hit at a very high level, you know, that ability to kind of have balance in a lineup and see how pitchers are attacking different guys. Yeah, balance is important. I think, you know, you see a lot of young guys, uh, you know, and they know this from experience. You know, if you're a right-handed hitter, a lot of times early in your career, you only get the opportunity to face lefties, you know, that, Right. You know, and the same thing for, you know, we've all dealt with the left-handed hitting freshman that comes in that really good player, good hitter, but uh, that learning curve to hit left-handed pitching is, is there too. So you, you have to have balance in your lineup or, or teams can figure out how to, how to pitch you and, and mix and match their pitching rotation to uh, make it tough for you to score runs. You have, you've gone off the board a little bit on me, so I'm going to, I have to do a little research <laughs> Um, <laughs> making sure that I got my lineup balanced a little bit. It's 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 been it's been interesting to watch. I think this is who I want to take with my next pick as I'm looking him up on my computers. That is who I want to take. I still need to, I still need to find balance. I'm going to stay in the outfield with my next pick, and we're going to go Alex Farrell Jr. Ah, uh, Southern Wayne High School. Right-handed hitter, um, and again, probably a reason he's on the board, just because you know that that there's a lot of right-handers at catchers, a lot of right-handers at third, a lot of right-handers at short. You know, trying to balance it out. You know, there's some there's some outfitters here on the board that have got a chance to be really really good players. If they were left-handers, they'd have been off the board six months ago. I think Alex kind of fits that. What have you seen from Alex at some of the workouts he's been for us? I mean, he was the guy I thought he might slide down the board a little bit. I could get late. Uh... I like the guys with power, and I think he's definitely got some juice. And uh, I think the swing is going to give him a chance to play against uh, some high-level pitching. And that brings me to my – got one, two, three, four. I got five. So this is my six-round pick here. I really would like some balance here as I'm looking, but – I also want to take best player available as I'm stalling a little bit because my computer is doing some weird things. I'm going to take Nathan Bunch. Right-handed hitting first baseman, also as an arm. Um, Had a great year. Not a good year. He had a great year at Athens Drive. Um, And I'm kind of hoping that he continues along that path. But, you know, he was a guy that, you know, you, you talk about a guy that has a chance to carry a roster. You know, he carried a roster. You know, I, I, I saw – I want to say one of the stats I saw, and you can't hold me to this one because I don't have it in front of me. But I think he threw either in like all but two or three of their games or he threw in every game they won. It was something weird like that. Like he was that highly involved, you know, being a relief guy, and then he still hit an incredibly high level. So, you know, a chance to have a little bit of a power production there. Chance to help me on the bump. I'm taking Nathan Bunch with my six-round pick. 
he did have a great year in high school. That's a that's a physical kid that that moves really well for his size too. Yeah, I'm excited about that one because I and I think the body too, from what we've seen, you know, he, he's really he's really committed himself to cleaning the body up and, and becoming a much much better athlete over the last two years. I think that transformation continues, um, and, and I think that we're in a really good spot as it continues in our program here over the next two to three years. So that brings us to. Is this your sixth and seventh round pick? This would be my, yes, sixth and seventh. Um, I'm going to go catcher right here. I'm surprised we didn't go one of these guys earlier with with their importance to the club. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go Joshua Martinez right here. Um, really good catch and throw guy. Uh, been at Pro 5. He's, he's shown the ability to handle uh, quality arms. Uh, go defensive catcher right there with Joshua Martinez. He was he was at the South Lane Water Battle. That was my first time really getting a chance to see him. Do you know the background on him? Uh, I know he's he's from New York. Uh, moved down to Pro Five last year. Obviously, uh, you know he's uh, split a little bit of time with you know some of the guys they had there. Uh, did play. Um, you know his, his ability to receive and, and throws always stood out. And uh, you know I thought he had a good weekend water battle too. Yeah, it's an interesting frame. It's 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 not he's not a small guy, um, but what I what I do love is is he's got that that athleticism in his legs, you know, and a really strong hips. Um, you know, it, it, in football that you hear football scouts talk about the bubble butt, and guys that have that bubble butt, you know, have really good bend, and that translates sometimes with infielders that maybe don't look that that long wiry uh, frame. They a little bit more stocky, but they have that bubble, but they have really good bend in their hips typically. And so Joshua has that. He has great bend in his hips and his ankles. He sits in there, really good target. Um, you know, he, he, it's, a, it's a fairly quick exchange. At times there's a little bit of a hitch between the exchange and getting rid of the ball, but then the arm strength's really good. So <clears throat> I think he's going to be one that's interesting to watch. You know, I'm interested too as, as you're evaluating him. Do you see him defensive or offensive first in terms of how he helps you? I see him defense first. Um, you know, I think there is something to the bat. And he, you know, he, he shows some some barrel ability, but I, I think he's a defensive first catcher. All right. And then with your next um, with your next selection, who you got? Uh, I think I need to get a left-handed arm right here. I'm going to go uh, uh, John Nelson McLam out of Midway. Give me a left-handed pitcher right there. Um you know, move the ball around a little bit, competes, uh, you know, larger frame. Uh, take take McLam with my seventh-round pick. I like that pick. And, again, it's one, that's one of those two that gives you a chance potentially, um, you know, a potential dual guy. I know he's being looked at that way um, within, within his recruitment process. Um, I think he's also a guy that while he gets guys out right now, you know, I think he's a couple tweaks away from being uh, an interesting follow in terms of how does he develop. I don't, I don't know that you put a pro follow on him now, but you know, should he clean up his line a little bit, his hip, his hip movement become a little bit better? I think he's a guy that we may look up and go, and we were light on him in high school, and so I think that's a very interesting pick from that standpoint. Getting you, your guys set up there. All right, so now I'm looking at the board. 
just to refresh, Team Hall has its corner infielder is Nathan Bunch right now. My middle infielder is Gavin Turner and Dylan Pasternak. I have one outfielder in Alex Farrell Jr. And then I have two arms in Isaac Miles and Nash Rice. Uh, I have not taken a catcher. So I'm going to take a catcher right here. And it's a name that kind of has come up here a lot recently um, as catchers have been looking for position. You know, travel teams call us and say, hey, I just had two guys get hurt. Do you have a name for me? We're going to be in this area. Um, Patrick Bolt, you know, catcher out of South Brunswick. It's a name that pro scouts are familiar with because they spent so much time at South Brunswick last year. Um, and it's a name that we kind of got from pro scouts as we were entering the summer. Have you seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? It's physical. He looks the part. It's still a little bit raw in some ways. He doesn't quite have the bend that Martinez has getting into stance, but there's some arm strength and there's definite physicality with the bat. And so as you're looking at how we're building this club, Nathan Bunch, power potential. Patrick Bolt, power potential. Alex Farrell Jr., I think it's a little bit more of a gap-to-gap, but a potential power guy. Um you know, so we've got some middle of the order pieces that we're starting to put together. But alongside that, I thought Patrick did a great job in our board of battle of handling arms. He was very outgoing. He was very willing to speak to pitchers, really kind of get on the same page with them, a very mature process about how he went with it. And I think he enjoys catching. I think that's one of the things you have to have back there in your backstop. I think he's uh, his leadership ability stands out. Uh, loves to play, high-energy player. And uh, I think he has the ability to command a pitching staff. And then I'm going to stay with this kind of thought process. I'm kind of I'm kind of seeing a trend in the way I've developed part of this club for Team Hall. And we're going to stay. We're going to go to corner infield here, and I'm going to take Bryant Kimbrell. Uh, Kimbrell is at Pinecrest High School, uh, a physical right-handed hitter, first baseman, third baseman. We saw him at the South Border Battle this past week. Um, the raw power is real. Uh, I think there, there's some adjustments that have to be made with the swing path to get to higher level velocity and still handle breaking ball. But with lower level velocity, guys that are throwing in that, that you know, 84 to 89 range, he's got a chance to turn that sucker around right now and do a lot of damage. And he's also, again, a guy that we've seen. He's cleaned his, he's cleaned his athleticism up and his body up a lot as he's matured. And we see that some just naturally. Guys kind of going through that growth spurt. Um, and putting on man strength, you know, I think Kimbrell has done that. And he, he actually moved fairly well playing third base this last weekend. Um, and, again, for us, another guy that may have a chance to help out on the bump, you know, as we get down that line and need, need more than the three pitchers we're carrying. Any thoughts on Bryant? Uh, I think from last year to this year, the way he's improved his defensive ability has been, been very impressive. And I think last year you saw him, he probably thought he was limited to first base and then – this year you watch him and he's got a chance to stick at third. And then obviously the, the raw power I know he's, you know, one of our events, he was up to like one Oh three off the bat. So definitely juice there. And it's uh, a good get on the corner. Let's run. Let's I'll let you run through your club real quick. Um, and, and the team that you put together and some early thoughts here as we get ready for your next round. Um, I, have my three arms, uh, two right-handers, Jack Hedrick and Chase Busher, uh, left-hand arm, John Nelson McLam. Uh, one guy in the middle, Brady Williams. Uh, one guy on the corner, Logan Ponnett. One outfielder, Braylon Whitaker. And uh, behind the plate, Joshua Martinez. 
any any running themes as you're looking at those guys you've kind of put together? Uh, some versatility in there with my infielders. Uh, balance out right and left, and uh, you know you've 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 got more power than I got. Uh, I think I got some some guys that hit a little bit, some game performers in there. Uh, maybe not as toolsy, but but uh, a little more a little more baseball baseball rat baseball guys right. there. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it plays out here. Uh, <laughs> my uh, next pick, I uh, need to get a shortstop. Uh, go Jake Smith from Oak Grove. Um, really good high school season, a, a big part of the run they made. Um, you know, I think he's, you know, solid all the way around. So go Jake Smith right there. Uh, give me a shortstop. Uh Next pick right here. Better, uh, better go ahead and get some power before it's all gone. Right here, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, Jacob Smith out of Lincoln Charter, uh, right-handed hitter. Um, got some thump in there. I think he can hit too. Um, you know, seen him a couple times during high school and um, like what he can do with the bat. So you get two guys with basically the same name. We and we have this issue with Jake Smith in our systems. I think we've got four that we're tracking right now that live in North Carolina. They're all high quality players. Um, Jake Smith from Oak Grove. Um, I, I loved him in Oak Grove's run through the state playoffs last year. Kind of a, a glue guy, a top of the order, get things rolling, get them to their the meat of the order where they have a chance to do some damage with guys on base. And then, you know, just a steady Eddie type shortstop who's going to catch and be, be very accurate across the diamond. And then we liked him at the uh, Megastars Scout Day. Um, and then Jacob Smith from Lincoln Charter. We've known him for a little bit. Uh, I, I think Mason Smith is his brother. Um, so we've been, we tracked Mason through high school, got to know Jacob as we're tracking Mason. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a very physical body. I think you're right. In terms of where he is now versus where he may be in two years, you get a get a chance to handle that swing path, flatten the swing path out a little bit, find a little bit more barrel. You know, he doesn't have to hit it. You know, three ninety when three thirty is also a home run. So maybe flattening out a little bit more, and you, you find a little bit more barrel, and that's got a chance to be a, one of those picks that uh, really clicks as you kind of get going down the line. Um, so I am now at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm on picks nine and ten, and I like the options that are in the corner infield. Um, I like the options that are in the outfield, and I like the options that are in the pitching staff that's left. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to the middle and – I'm going to take a little bit of a glue guy like you, you like you. I'm going to take Evan Lechnar, second baseman out of East Forsyth, a little bit like Brady Williams. Um, you know, kind of a, a steady, does his job, understands the fundamentals, um, handles the bat, uh, knows where the barrel is. Um, you know, he, he switched hitting his pass. I think he's just hitting right handed now. So I still have that issue with my entire lineup, maybe right handed, but I think that's one of the things we're dealing with when we get to this point of the year with this, with the senior class, a lot of the top, top end left-hand hitters are, are off the board. Um, and so that gives me uh Lechnar there and I still got one pick, right? Yep. You got another pick. 
So I'm going to go. I'm going to go former future games player, and this gives me a center fielder. I'm going to go Langston Rupert. Langston's a guy that, again, if he's left-handed, you know, he's off the board. I think pro guys are going to have to go in and make a make sure they've seen him. But obviously, at Combine Academy, he's going to get plenty of looks with the with the roster that they have. Um, <clears throat> athletic, athletic right-handed hitting outfielder uh, has a chance to cover ground. I think he plays a little bit faster than a 60. At times, he has flashed a 60. Just not for us, you know. You know, we've seen that six eight. Um, I know that other uh, some other times he's run a little bit better, and I can believe that because we've seen him go first to third. Uh, we've seen him, you know, be a game changer when he gets on first. So, you know, I think he's got a chance to to be a table setter along with Alex Farrell. Um, you know, for some of these power bats that we have, and so now you're starting to see my lineup. You know, with with Bunch, Kimbrel, Bolt, possibly in the middle, Farrell. Right there at the t- at the top, Langston maybe hitting leadoff. Um, Langston and Farrell setting the, the lineup up for those three, and then still having athleticism with Gavin Turner and Dylan Pasternak, being able to push those two guys for the top two slots in the order. Maybe be able to drop our power guys down to four, five, six instead of three, four, five if we want to be a little more athletic at the top. So, uh, like where Team Hall's at right now, Matt, you're up. Uh, I'm gonna snag another outfielder right here. Uh. Much like, uh, you know, teams draft, you know, basically Georgia and Alabama guys all the time. Even makes in some LSU guys because, you know, those are the programs that win. I'm going to go outfield right here. I'm going to go Reno Jeter from uh, state champion T.C. Roberson. Yep. Uh, you know, right-handed hitting outfielder. Uh, got some athleticism, got some thump. Um, will be my second outfielder. And... Um, Go ahead and, and uh, use this next pick on my my second catcher right here, and uh, I'm going to take Matthew Perez from Grays Creek. Um, you know, saw him at the Dirtbags Day, uh, saw him again at Top Prospect Games, and um, you know, kind of another one of those guys. You're surprised he's uncommitted because you know, he is athletic. Uh, he, you know, he can hit and he, he has the ability to stay behind the plate. Yeah, he it's a really athletic profile for Perez and. Um, you know, I, I think you're right. He's got a chance to help you in some other ways. Obviously, <clears throat> you want some versatility in at least one of your catchers. If, if you're carrying three with us carrying two, not quite as big a deal. Um, and then the Reno Jeter, you know, you're talking about a guy that's also been able to help on the mound at T.C. Roberson. Um, and, again, you're talking about a, a player that's had a ton of success, and maybe he's a little bit raw in the way he does it, but you look up in two years and he's continuing to have that success at a very high level. Um, and so, and again, it shows the depth to of how deep the outfield class is because I'm looking at names that are still on the board with, with Richie, Brody Taylor, Jake Mathis, Carter, Jean-Baptiste, um, you know, Tommy Williams, the third, those guys have a tool, you know, and, and they're going to be able to help somebody. They may be able to help somebody at a very high level, um, because of what their tool sta- tools are. But again, you're, you're talking about a lot of right-handed hitting outfielders that are really just competing with themselves as to, you know, who's the best fit for these schools. So I am now at, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, I think maybe off on that. Um, but I, I'm done with my infielder, my middle infielders. I still need a corner guy. I'd like, I'd like to be somewhat, athletic there 
Um, but I may have to come back because we're also starting to kind of get into our catchers. Although you're done with catchers, so I can hold off on that. We each have two outfielders. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and take an arm right here and finish up my arms. I'm going to take Trey Roberts from Pro 5. Trey is a guy, another another future games guy, and it's projection. You know, it, it's 6'4", it's arms that hang down to his ankles. Um, you know, when his direction's right, he's on time. The ball really gets out of his hand. It's high sink metrics. Uh, with a slider that has a chance to advance what, what the fastball does. Um, at times he sprays it, you know, but I think a little bit of that is just because he's still growing into his body. You know, his, his belly button on a Wednesday wakes up and belly button's near his left ear and he wakes up the next day and it's down near, near his right knee. The body, the, the center mass is constantly changing. <clears throat> so a guy that can step in and stuff should play early, but also a guy that steps in and has a big upside as to what he could be in two to three years. Um, and then I am going to go. I'm going to go and finish my outfielders. And I'm going to take Carter Jean Batiste. Um, it's a player that we've seen the last couple of years at the USA Prime Scout Days. And it is really athletic. You know, he runs fairly well. The exit velocities are elite. There's probably some swing and miss in there in games. We're going to get that cleaned up. Um, but, again, with him and with Langston, we have a chance to control a lot of that outfield. I think Alex Alex Farrell is going to be a, a very above-average defender, but I have a chance to have two guys that have a chance to be elite defenders possibly. Carter Jean-Patins, what we expect from him as a freshman versus what we expect from him as a junior. I think there's a ton of room to that ceiling, and we're hoping we get there because – if we do, you're talking about a guy that pro guys are going to be following as he gets into his junior year in college. Uh, thoughts on those two guys? Uh, Gene Batiste really tooled out. Uh, you know, it's loose in what he does. Um, I like that pick a lot right there. And then, uh, obviously, Trey Roberts. Um, arm strength, can spin the ball. Um, and I, I think he has a lot more left in the tank also. Okay, let's review your picks where you're at real quick. You still need one corner guy, one middle guy, one outfielder, and that'll complete you. So corner guy, middle guy, outfielder, and you got a chance to get two of those guys done right here. We going four outfielders? Because I only have oh, – I'm have sorry. Yeah, we, we are going four outfielders. I, I, I miscounted. You got two outfielders left. I've got one. I've yeah. miscounted that. Two outfielders. I was thinking I was done. Uh Middle of the field is obviously important. Uh, take another another uh, shortstop right here. Um, go Ben Green from from Hickory Grove Christian. Um, quick twitch in there, athleticism. Saw him in a workout. Uh, you know, I, I think he's he's a guy that's going to be better down the road than what he is right now. Uh, got the tool set there. Go Ben Green and uh, you know talk about balance. Um, I feel like I need another left-hand hitter in my lineup. Uh, I'll go back to the beach right here. I'm going to take Luke Vargo, um, you know, third baseman, left-handed hitter, um, and uh, to round out my corner guys. Yeah, I'm looking. Do we have any, maybe the first baseman? There's a couple, a couple of uh, left-handed hitters, but I'm looking at them just off the top of my head. Any of those guys? Moreno's left-handed, right? Bailey's right-handed, I think. 
Bailey's right-handed. I think is Dunn left-handed. Let's see. Dunn is right-handed. Yeah, uh, Oakley is right-handed. Because I, I would love to at least stick one left-hander in there to kind of change it up, but I don't know that I have that option now. Grayson Hudgens is right-handed. My computer's extremely slow as we go through this portion of the day. And, you know, getting a feel for this, you can tell that we're not just slapping this together. Kind of the, the competitive <laughs> juices come out as you're starting to look at your team and look at the guy next to his team and going, okay, what do we have a chance to do that he doesn't do? Um I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna take with my first one. I'm just gonna take what I think. I think there's two really good hitters still on the board in the outfield group, um, and I well, there's more than that, but I think there's two that separate themselves. So I'm gonna go Cameron Ritchie from Southern League. Cameron was a guy that uh, was was on the board, kind of go with us to um, future games, and and just you know, trying to, trying to fit that and try again, same thing that happened there. We tried to balance that, that lineup out. We took, I think we took a left-handed hitter over him. Um, but I think he has a chance to step in and be a guy that, that provides, um, you know, some consistency in the lineup and some really good barrel feel. And then with my catchers, I'm going to finish those guys out right here. And I am going to take, Tyler Asbury, a strong-armed right-handed hitter, 6'1", 195 out of Metro Line Christian, 81 out of the crouch. We've seen exit velocity up to 94, 203 pop times. Um, you know, I think the arm leads the defensive standpoint on what Tyler is, but I think the receiving ability has a chance to be pretty good. Uh, and, again, you know, it, it's not going to be a power bat that plays – necessarily in the middle of this order, but it is going to continue to add thump to that lineup. So you're not going to be able to be out there and, you know, paint fastballs and get away with it with this group. That gives me that, that, so for me, Matt, that completes my catchers. That completes my outfielders. I'm done with pitchers. I'm done with middle guys. So I think <clears throat> I've got one pick left after you. And uh, it's going to be a corner guy for me. And I think, what do you have left? You have, I have two outfield two picks outfielders. left. Yep. So you got you you got to select your two outfielders here. Yep. Uh, we'll go uh, Nelson Zapata. Okay. Uh, Rocky River last year. Uh, also went to East Coast Pro. Um, go with a little bit of a runner there. He runs well. Um, looseness in the box. Uh, try to get a little bit of speed in the outfield. Um, and then with my next pick, uh, Brody Taylor. Try to get a little. Little little strength in there, right-handed hitter from South Mech. Uh, you know, we've seen him seen him work out, take BP. Uh, you know, I, I, I like the strength there. I think he's got a chance to drive the ball to the gaps. And uh, Brody Taylor with my final pick. Yep. So, you know, with Brody, I, I don't know Nelson so well. I know he kind of jumped on the scene this summer with the selection East Coast Pro. And it, it's, it's toolsy, but it's raw. You know, with Brody, you're getting a guy much like Cameron Ritchie who's barrel, 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 and it's a very simple approach and I think has a chance to drive pitching staffs nuts because you're going to have to attack him in a lot of different ways. So, um, And then I'm going to take a corner guy to complete us, and 
I may, um, I may, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on a little bit of a, a roll of dice here. Um, and it's a player I really like. It's a player that's from my home high school. So I may be playing a little bit of favorites there, but I'm going to go with Mason Fortune. Um, the trick with Mason is he, he's a fairly high level quarterback who's spinning it and putting up really good numbers for the Millbrook high school football team right now. Um, and he doesn't play a ton of baseball outside of that football schedule. So I still think as good as he is on the, on the diamond, and he's shown an ability to play third base, he's shown an ability to flip out into the outfield. I don't have any issues if we have to flip him on the first base. I think the athleticism plays pretty naturally over there. Um, but the ball to bat ability. For me, he was a poor man, Sam Howell. And, and, and for those that have been following us for a long time, you know, you know when I saw Sam, I put a, I put a pro grade on his hit tool. I thought Sam, if he had, if he'd come back for his senior year instead of going to Chapel Hill to play quarterback, he would have had a chance to at least been a pro follow as a hitter. Where he plays, what he does, I don't know. But you're talking about a guy that's only getting 150, 200 at bats a year, where everybody else is getting 600, and and the hit tool was that loud. I think Mason's is is kind of a step down from that. I don't think it's a pro follow at this point, but I think because he's so far behind in his reps that if we can get him onto the baseball diamond full time, I think it has a chance to jump. Um, the trick is we're going to have to battle our football team to make sure that we're getting enough time in, in our cages and getting that repetition down so that he is able to kind of catch where his ceiling has a chance to be. Great have you seen right Mason? It's been a while. Uh, yeah. you know, I do see clips of him on the football field on social media from time to yeah. time and a uh, big, big fan of the kid. And I think that completes our draft. Um, you know, so let's go team pain real quick. We got Brady Williams, Jake Smith, and Ben Green as our middle guys. Logan Ponette, Jacob Smith from Lincoln Charter, and Luke Vargo. You got two Hoggard guys there, although I think Ponette is now, is he at Pro 5? He could have made that jump. He may he may have made that jump to, to one of the one of the charters. But there, you have Ponette. Smith, Vargo is your corner guys. Your catchers are Joshua Martinez and Matthew Perez. Your outfielders, Nelson Zapata, Brody Taylor, Reno Jeter, Braylon Whitaker. And your arms, Jake Hedrick, Chase Boucher, and John Nelson McLam. One of the things I'm seeing is you, you got a little love for the beach. They you know, like you the spent beach. some time out there last year because the beach, you know, that, that area was so strong, just top to bottom of some of their teams. But you know, a little love for the beach there. What are your overall impressions of your club? Yeah, got got to see those beach guys at the the Moorhead City Spring Break tournament. So, see them play for a couple of days. So that that helped with those picks. But uh, I, I think I got some balance. I think I got versatility uh, in there, and uh, you know, I like I like the variety the variety and depth to my club. Team Hall, Team Hall's got. As its corner guys, Nathan Bunch, Bryant Kimbrell, Mason Fortune. Its middle guys, Evan Lechnar, Gavin Turner, Dylan Pasternak. Catching Patrick Bolt, Tyler Asbury. And in the outfield, Alex Farrell Jr., Langston Rupert, Cameron Ritchie, Carter Jean-Patiste. And then on the bump, Trey Roberts, Isaac Miles, and Nash Rice. You know, the, the first thing I realize is there is no balance to my order in terms of left, right. We are, we are right-handed heavy, which coming in was actually a note I made 
and then as we started drafting, I'm looking at names. I was trying to trying to go a little bit more. Okay, where where is there deficiencies by position? Where is there a drop off between the top two and the next three, or the top three and the next four? And making sure I got some of those top guys. But in doing that, I didn't get any left-handed hitters. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I, I still think the lineup has some depth because I like the athleticism of Farrell, Rupert, Richie, Jean Baptiste. Um, uh, Turner and Pasternak, you know, Lechner is going to be able to handle a bat. And then you still have big bolt or big bats with Bunch, Kimbrell, Bolt, Asbury, um, you know, a chance for those guys to kind of do some damage if guys get on base. So I think we are going to, we are going to have the ability to kind of create runs, um, you know, with speed, playing some different ways that we need to. And then we'll also have the ability on certain days just sitting there and let guys hit. Um, and then I like our arms in terms of kind of, you know, three distinctly different guys, Trey Roberts, Isaac Miles, and Nash Rice. You know, on, on three days, you're going to see three completely different styles of pitching attacking uh, your lineup. So um, any any interesting thoughts or quick thoughts or notes on the on Team Hall as you're looking at it? Uh, I think you definitely have more thump than I have throughout the order, more, more power potential there. But um, it was a lot of fun doing that. It was really interesting to see how that, uh, how it played out, you yeah. know, and, uh, you know, how, how, how we mix and match. So that was. Well, even, even that dynamic of playing, I'm putting together a lineup for today and for the next three years versus putting together rankings because rankings, you know, that, the, we're looking maybe we're putting together a lineup. We maybe the ceiling is not as high, but the floor is a lot higher, you know. And you look at a guy that you're putting a ranking on, going, okay, he's, he's got a chance to be way up here, but the floor may be way, way down here. And so that ranking is going to kind of tend to lend itself towards projection because we don't know what the I developmental think- system is going to be. Versus you and I kind of both have an idea. I thought the Reno Jeter pick by you is really interesting because it's a guy you've seen a lot, and I think it's a guy that when you look at him, you go. If I man, if I had my hands on him, we could do X, Y, and Z, and boy, he would just take off. Plus, we know his background. We know what he's, you know, we with with knowing the, the system at TC Roberson and how well those guys are coached, we know what he's going to be able to come in and kind of expect the, that coachability factor. He's not going to be shocked when guys start start asking him to make adjustments because we know they're asked to do that at TC Roberson all the time. I think another thing, you know, we talked we've talked about it on some of the other podcasts. You know, we we basically both went outfielders the back end of our pick. You yep. know, then a lot of right-handed hitting guys, and you go through that list, and you know, there's a lot of the same type guy on there. Yep. You know, in, in that, and then you know, you you probably would have thought we would have went you know catcher with our first couple picks, but when you you look at the list in front of us, you realize there's some depth there for in this class with uncommitted catchers, uh, which is kind of unusual, but. You know, even more than we picked, there's guys there that, you know, will help college programs. And then uh, we stayed away from, from first baseman only. I know you took took Nathan Bunch, but, you know, he's athletic enough to where if you stick him in the outfield, he's he's not limited to first base only. Yeah, and, and the thought on Nathan, too, was, you know, he, he's a baseball player. He's a first baseman. He's a hitter. He's a pitcher. I mean, he, he, when we're doing rankings, we're not rewarding players – necessarily for what they've done on the field. Man, he hit 450, man, he hit the, but when, when we're taking players maybe for our own teams and guys, we want to be around guys. We want to coach. I think that does play into it. You know, the, the, the year that he had, 
garners some sort of respect in that aspect of man, you know, he, he's got a chance to make people around him better. And again, we're doing rankings. I, you, I don't care about that. I mean, I'm not, that, that's that. What does this player, how does he grade out? You know, but the intangibles come into a play a lot more when we're selecting people for that team. And again, I, I think you and I could run through this again and take the players out that we just took, and we both would put together really good teams again because there's a lot of talent still left in North Carolina. And when you and I talk about this all the time, <clears throat> more than 50% of the players in North Carolina that are going to commit to play college baseball in the 2024 class will do so after the early signing period. So once we get through the early signing period in November, we still have 51% of the class that's going to commit to play college baseball still waiting to commit. And that's normal. That's every year. That's what that's what the process is. I think the the transfer portal has allowed these guys to slow it down even more, too. Yeah, it's definitely changed it. You know, the 24 class was probably the first class really affected by COVID. So, uh, you know, I think you can go through our rankings and see the 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 wide range of commitments throughout the class. And, you know, I think it's only going to you're going to see more of that as once we get into, you know, October, November. No doubt. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. If you if you like what you're hearing, if you like listening to us, even if we're just using us to put you to sleep, that's fine. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. That absolutely absolutely helps us in some of the, the algorithms YouTube uses so that we get in front of more people. If you like this particular podcast, you liked what we did, we can do more of it, but I need to see that like button hit. So hit that like button. Um, Matt, we'll be back again next week. I know you're covering a, a tournament in Cary. Um, I'm heading to Wisconsin. I get on a plane tomorrow, our first ever PBR All-American game. We got Coy James, Tyler Baird, and uh, Josh Hammond representing North Carolina as the 25s play the 24s at the Milwaukee Brewers American Trust Stadium. I'm excited for the weekend. You know, I, I know you're you're going to miss it, but what are you excited about this this new event for PBR? Uh, I think it's great for PBR, great, you know, moving forward with what we can do. And then for the first ever one to have three North Carolina kids from the same class, uh, you know, I think speaks to the, the 25 class in North Carolina and then three guys that, that we both love watching play. I mean, those are, you know, James, Baird, and Hammond. I mean, you know, three great guys to go from North Carolina. Should be a great weekend. We'll get in there on Thursday. I know they got BP and a couple ceremonies set up for them on Friday. Game plays on Saturday. To be able to watch that, just follow along at www.prepbaseballreport.com. It's actually going to play on our website. And then after the game's conclusion, they'll move it over to YouTube. Um, It's a professional setup. It's a two-man booth. It's all the cameras they use for a big league game. So it should be a really, really uh, good watch, entertaining day, seeing some of the top talent from around the country. Follow us on Twitter at Prep Baseball NC. We'll continue to highlight where you can find that action. From Matt Payne, I'm Brandon Hall. This is the Prep Baseball Report of North Carolina Podcast, and we'll see you at the field.